I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, peeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they crowd. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue. Commission as a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 42 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict on Twitter. And uh, no, no Scott Sidlow this week. He is on a much needed vacation. Um, I'm sure he's going to be very upset because yeah, I know he wanted to talk with the guests we have on tonight, but uh, he'll be back next week and probably most of the weeks going forward. But but had this week off, but we have a great guest. It's uh, Michael Bauer of Dynasty Rewind, and also perhaps another guest. Oh, look at this! <laughs> hey, <laughs> that the voice you just heard is uh, is uh, FF Porkman. I'm also from Dynasty Rewind. Uh, how you doing, Porkman? Gonna let you. I'm good. You thought I was gonna let you do this by yourself today? I had to <laughs> jump on. I had to. <laughs> I had to jump on one of these. Okay. All right. Well, here you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> How's it going for you? I'm great. I'm great. Just uh, glad to be here. Uh, I was on Open Bar with Rocky last week. That was a uh, you know, time. fun time. So, yeah, long time. <laughs> I got, got the Porkman Premium Patreon now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all you got to do is sign up. You get a free Porkman shirt and uh, whatever we got, <laughs> we can, we get you, uh, you get on a monthly subscription with that one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he t- I asked him after the show last week, and he said he wanted to surprise you, so I kept it secret all week. But uh, <laughs> so we have two guys from the Dynasty Rewind. Uh, Mike, h- how you doing? I'm pretty good. Excited to be here. The only downfall to me being here tonight is now I will not listen to this podcast tomorrow. <laughs> I refuse to listen to a podcast with my voice on it. Um, but I'm the host of the Dynasty Rewind. Also, look at this, joined by my co-host, Porkman. You can find me on Twitter at Rewind CEO if you're interested in following me. But like I say on the show, I'd much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Okay. And uh, what we decided to do tonight is uh, many, many podcasts right now are, are doing you know 2021 rookie profiles, including our two guys here. And they're doing it much better th- than I would. So we decided we would... Do a dynasty rewind of sorts and go back to the 2020 class. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to look at some of the rookies and uh, just where we're at on them now. And uh, where we're at, I'm sorry, where we're at on them now, what their value is, are they overvalued, things like that, what we see for the upcoming season. So uh, as the guest, I'll let. Uh, Bauer, I'll let you go first and pick what we got kind of a list of guys here. I'll let you decide who you want to start off talking about. 
let's just start at the top. We'll just start with two attack Viola. And I'll tell you where I'm at is probably right about the same place I was last year. Not overly high, not overly low. Looks like Miami's going to give him another chance. We heard they might move him for Deshaun Watson, which at that time when that was happening would have been a good idea. But now, you know, someone's got it out for Deshaun in Houston because they're coming at him hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Said both Porkman and I were in agreement. We had Justin Herbert over Tua last year, and you know, you look at Tua's numbers; he had great collegiate numbers, right? We saw what he did in the championship game when one of the one of the other guys in the list, Jalen Hurts, wasn't doing so well. Came and balled out; they won the game. That being said, his stats are deceiving. Like I say on the Dynasty Rewind, numbers lie, but the tapes don't. So, one thing I didn't like about Tua is he's not really pushing the ball down the field. He has an offense to me that everybody on that team was so much better than the people that they were playing against that he didn't need to be great. Lamar Jackson was great in college because he was the best player on the field. Okay. So Tua was surrounded by a great cast. And that doesn't mean that Tua is a bad quarterback, but I'm going to value a Justin Herbert. I'm going to value a Joe Burrow over Tua. As a matter of fact, if the value was right, I would probably move Tua right now. He's still under his rookie deal, but is he the guy? I don't know. If there was rumors of them giving up on him, I'm going to say maybe not. Right. And when there's smoke, there's fire. And like you were saying before, like when we were scouting him, it was more of you know his quick twitch throwing. So he's throwing slants to Judy, throwing slants to Rugs, and they're taking it to the house every time. Exactly. So a five yard pass is an eighty yard touchdown, but it looks like an eighty yard touchdown on the stat sheet. So right, because the numbers are deceptive. Uh, yeah, and that was that was a big proponent of you know. Is it the quarterback or is it the receiver? And in our opinions, because we were on the same page with that, it was the receivers. I mean, I can honestly say that Tua is an elite passer for short and intermediate, but for them getting Will Fuller going throwing deep, we haven't seen that yet. So maybe that's something he might have worked on this offseason. But me personally, I need to see it first. So Tua for me is a big sell. Um, a lot of people are big Tua fans, so like we always say on Dynasty Rewind, know your league. You know a guy that loves Tua, sell him for a first. You, you're going to get a first for him because he's young and he has promise. But me personally, I don't want him. Yep. So it sounds like neither of you guys like him going forward. Even with the uh, the big trade, that maybe they're showing more confidence in Tua that doesn't at least bolster your Dynasty opinion of him, even if it's not from an NFL standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to wait and see who they get. I mean, if they get somebody that can work the intermediates and that can, you know, get the ball and go, like they can set it up like an Alabama offense. But Devonta Smith would be would be good. Because, they got Devonta yeah. Smith. I would I would love that then, and I would love. Or that if it honestly, if they was to get Jalen Waddle, I think Jalen Waddle would be good for him too because it kind of fits what he likes to do. You know he can he can read the linebackers, but it's something when he's throwing deep. He I think he was thirty second in the league in uh, accurate passes down the field, which is dead last. So for fantasy, I really don't want that. No, thank you. Yeah, I was just looking at the uh, the DLF ADP for March Superflex ADP, and he's actually down in QB seventeen, which is a little lower than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just above Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. Uh, where are you? 
placing him among those those three guys. Well, those two guys and him. Third. Third? Yeah, I'll take the other two over him. Trey Lance, he's, he's athletic, moves great, mm-hmm. great accuracy. And, you know, Wilson's kind of coming on late here, so he could get some really, really good draft capital. And, and again, too, just because you don't like these guys, sometimes if they're the best player available, take them in your draft. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a guy that could be a potential quarterback one or a guy like a wide receiver four throughout his career. So, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to learn and I want to teach people is try not to love a guy too much. Like I, I drafted way too much Michael P Ryan last year and I probably could have taken, yes, yeah, pork man knows how much Michael P Ryan. I have heard oh, that. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's one of those things where you, you got it. You have to learn. And I needed to diversify my portfolio. Like if you love Nico Collins, you know, it, maybe Nico Collins isn't a good comp because you're not going to be drafting any of these quarterbacks around Nico Collins. But, you know, if you like a, a lesser wide receiver, Elijah Moore, I'm not a huge fan of. You want to take Elijah Moore, who's going to be an NFL slot receiver, or you want to take a starting quarterback? Right. That's what I'm saying, right? Take the quarterback. You don't like him. Move him later. Then you can have three Elijah Moores if you want. <laughs> hey, are you with them, Porkman, on, on placing two a third of those three? Uh, it's kind of tough for me because I'm not the biggest Zach Wilson guy. Sometimes I think he's a little, I think he's a lot of hype and no substance at this point because he was, he was throwing in BYU. Uh, Trey Lance is definitely first, uh, just due to his athleticism. His rushing upside is through the roof at this point. And if he goes to the 49ers, you can just book it. But, um, to a, I'll, I'll probably right now, I'll probably put two a second and then Zach Wilson third. Yeah, and I don't know these rookies as well as you guys do. I think that's kind of what I would do, though, too, is what you just said, Porkman, just because I know about the Trey Lance and the rushing upside. Uh, Zach Wilson, I've heard, you know, some people love him. Some people are lukewarm on him. So I think I'm kind of where you're at uh, on two in those two guys. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's move on to a, to another player on here. Uh, let, let's let, do, you, do you have the show sheet up, uh, Porkman? Mm-hmm. I'll let you pick the next guy. We'll just kind of go around the circle, keep picking guys, and just talk about them a little bit. Yeah, I guess we can just go with Jalen Hurts. We just go finish off like a little quarterback. Okay, do the quarterbacks. Here. Got the yeah. got the Philly contingent here. So yeah, <laughs> um, I, it's it's tough for me for Jalen Hurts only because it's a new system. Not really sure what they're going to implement with him, but I I want to believe in him. His offensive line, they're coming back healthy. Uh, we saw what Carson Wentz did with trash bags. We're going to have trash bags with him. We got we got Rager. We got we got the world beater Hightower, Mike's favorite wide receiver. <laughs> here, look. I look right here. I'm holding up my garbage can. <laughs> Full of receivers, exactly. If I a white side. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag trash bags. But we... With with Jalen Hurts, well, I saw a lot of problems with him last year. When he dropped back the pass. If nothing was there, he just went. For fantasy, that's great. For NFL, it's not so good because you can't really see how he's going to progress with his receivers. But I'm just kind of curious how this draft is going to go. Are we going to go with uh, Devontae Smith if he falls to 12, if he goes with Waddle, he falls to 12, or if they go with defense or if they get somebody later? Which I I believe they go with defense. I believe they go with Michael Parsons or J.C. Horn. But uh, if he can show accuracy outside of the pocket and, you know, just get some people moving, kind of like what a Russell Wilson does, 
we have deep threats. As much as I don't like Hightower, he is ha he does have straight line speed. I do like Quez Watkins, and I do love Jalen Rager. So if uh, he can if he can implement that speed and get outside the pocket, I think he I think he's going to be a good player for fantasy this year. Uh, before I give my uh, Hertz take, I just uh, can't have two Eagles fans here and not ask what you thought of the trade because I know a lot of Eagles fans. I know this really doesn't have that much to do with fantasy, but I'm mm -hmm. just curious. Like a lot of people did not like that trade, especially a lot of Eagles fans did not like that trade. So, what did you think of the trade down from six to twelve and picking up the extra first? I'll, since uh, oh, well, you, looks like you're ready to go, Porkman. So I'll let you go first. I, <laughs> I, I think I think they should have got. I would have been fine with the trade, right? If they would have been able to get 18 this year, I think I would be perfectly fine with it. But waiting till next year to get that first and you don't know where that first is going to be, that makes me think that they're, they're going to try to do something stupid. <laughs> so I, I'm not really sure. I really, I'm not really sure what I like. I like the trade back, honestly, because we can get talent back there, but then I don't either because – we possibly could get Kyle Pitts. So I don't know if people are telling them that Pitts is going to be gone or Jamar Chase is going to be gone because I've heard some rumors that Pitts might go forward to Atlanta and Jamar Chase might go fifth to Cincinnati. So I keep hearing both things, which they both don't make sense to me at this point because Atlanta should take a quarterback and Cincinnati should get Penny Sewell. So it's it's just a lot of smoke screens going on. I think Howie just got – he got uh he got killed <laughs> honestly <laughs> they, they he got he got he got confused and he just made a deal what do you think bear well let's make no mistake about it howie roseman is not drafting for the philadelphia eagles he's drafting to save his job so drafting yeah. out of six which he could easily fuck up, i'm sorry mess up i don't <laughs> know if i curse on the show or not um it's 12 is better because you know the the mid-round pick is kind of like a safer pick sometimes you know danny watkins was a 11th overall pick and believe it or not danny watkins was a serviceable guard skill wise he just did not want to play football anymore he's a firefighter yeah um, <laughs> So that being said, I actually do like the trade. I agree with Porkman. I would have preferred that they got more draft capital this year to trade out of six. Um, so now I'll talk about Jalen Hurts. I'll talk about his NFL prospect real quick. Um, as an Eagles fan, I like Jalen Hurts. I did not like the, the drafting of him because it created an unnecessary quarterback controversy. Um, it was stupid. It was dumb. And, you know, anyone that blames Wentz for winning out of town, I don't blame him for winning out of town. Do you want to go to work every day with somebody that wants your job? Yeah, you get hurt putting your life on the line essentially for this team. Now you have to drive by somebody else's statue every day to go to work. So the Philadelphia Eagles organization has been doing Carson Wentz dirty since 2018. That's three years the guy's been putting up with this. Make no mistake sure. about it. While leading a terrible team to the playoffs in 2019. Okay. Almost won that playoff game. Uh, with Josh McCown on one leg too. That being said, Jalen Hurts for real NFL masks the issues that this team has, such as an injured offensive line with his mobility. His mobility also will allow inferior wide receivers like John Hightower and Quez Watkins to get open. So therefore, what it's going to do is it's going to make you the 1-6 every year in a dynasty fantasy football team. We're going to finish middle of the pack. We're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to finish high. We're not going to finish low. So basically, this is a one-year trial run for Jalen Hurts. 
but it's all his because our backup quarterback is Joe Flacco. That is no competition there. I actually think it is the worst possible signing that you could have because if Jalen Hurts would get hurt and have to miss a game, Joe Flacco is your quarterback. You can't run the same offense with Joe Flacco that you can with Jalen Hurts. So fantasy-wise, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be a mid-number two to high-number two quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a quarterback one yet at this point in his career. Um, he's going to give you some boom weeks, and he's going to give you some some bad weeks. And Porkman, what do I always say about running quarterbacks? They get figured out in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. if you're an Eagles fan, be prepared to be disappointed again. I've been doing it for over 30 years, so it's nothing new to me. We did have that, that Super Bowl year the one time. It's going to be rough for a while, Birds fans. Be real. So it could be worse, though. Scott, you could be a Bears fan. <laughs> just to go off of basically all that stuff uh first the trade i i, I like the trade a lot I, I like you guys said i wouldn't mind you getting a first this year but i think it's what good rebuilding teams good organizations do is, is you, you you stock up with extra picks it also gives them ammo for next year if hertz is not the real deal we got th- likely three firsts i think it's eat- gonna be three i'm pretty sure yeah mm-hmm. as long as wentz doesn't get hurt so uh it gives them ammo yeah, it gives, it gives them ammo to trade up or, or trade for a Watson or something like that if they, if they wanted to go that route. Uh, as for Hertz himself, uh, the way I'm looking at it is, yeah, I think he's solid for this year from a dynasty perspective. I think he'll get you a lot of points because of the rushing. Um, I don't think – because of what I just said, I don't see how anyone can trust him as more than a one-year quarterback. Uh, I definitely think if he doesn't – if he isn't like a, a top 10 potential guy, then we're not – we're not seeing them starting in 2021 they're 2022 they're they're drafting somebody else yeah. uh, you guys agree with that yeah i agree with that exactly. they're either yeah. going to draft somebody else or use use the, or picks. Use the picks to trade for somebody else mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i i i i i thought that's what i said when this trade happened is that you can feel super confident about drafting them and getting a decent amount of points out of them this year but if you're looking for security he's not he's not the guy you want to go after despite being young so I guess we'll go on to, to the next guy, and that is um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna try and get these tight ends out of the way and uh, go <laughs> with uh, I'll just talk about all three of them: Cole Komet, Harrison Bryan, and Bryson Hopkins. Uh, so on Komet, uh, Komet's you know the highest drafted one, probably got the best chance to be something next year. Uh, Bryant, I think, is the most intriguing to me, though. I, I really liked him coming out. It's just that he was stuck in a bad spot. So uh, w- what do you guys think of these three? Go ahead, Pork. Uh Cole Komet, uh, to me, probably has the – I think he has the highest upside. Andy Andy Dalton is there. I guess that's their quarterback one right now. Um, unless they uh, – I mean, they went on Twitter and professed their love for him, say QB1, which is total BS anyway. But uh, I think he has uh, he has the best upside between the all, all three of them. Uh, Harrison Bryant, like he's, the perfect word is intriguing for Harrison Bryant. Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm not. I don't think Njoku's there anymore. No, I believe so, he's there. Oh, he is there. I believe so. Yeah. And, they, and then they have Austin Hooper. But when Harrison Bryant was on the field, Baker was looking for him in the end zone. He got a couple touchdowns. So I mean. He continued to develop, and I thought I was going to give myself up when I put Bryson Hopkins in there earlier, 
But I know this is Mike's boy. I know he want, he loves talking about himself some Bryson Hopkins because he kind of reminds him of Zach Ertz when we were looking at film last year. He can't block for crap, but he can run some really good routes. And he has nice hips. Yeah. So. <laughs> so pretty much what you guys say, you know, we're consensus here. Cole Komet was probably the most NFL ready of the three. Obviously, he was drafted in the second round. Harrison Bryant would have loved a different landing spot. And I could say the same thing for Bryson Hopkins, too. He was a guy that I was high on. That being said, I am either trying to acquire Bryson Hopkins off waiver wires or, you know, one, one trick that I do this time of year, a lot of leagues are dead, right? This not going not a lot going on. So if you want to make something happen, I look at injured reserve and I look at taxi squads. And I try to look at guys like Bryson Hopkins because Gerald Everett is now out of the way. So Tyler Higby is the only guy standing in Bryson Hopkins' way. Now, obviously, short of them drafting somebody, but I believe he did have fourth round draft capital. I'm correct about I that. believe so. I think so, yeah. So that's something, right? We've seen lesser type look at Brent Selleck was a fifth round draft pick and he had a fantastic career. He rarely missed mm-hmm. time. Now, if if you get Brent Selleck type numbers out of Bryson Hopkins, you're gonna be happy when you gave up a fifth round rookie pick, twenty dollars in fab money or something like that. Get the guy cheap. Stash him on your taxi mm-hmm. bench. Why not? Right? I mean, if if he pays off, if Higby misses a couple games, who's to mm-hmm. say he can't be something? So I'm and then fit- uh to, to add another person I was just thinking about, Albert O from uh, last year, he yeah. looked really good when he was on the field when yeah. uh, Noah Fan because for some reason Noah Fan couldn't stay healthy last year. I believe it was he had an ankle injury. He and did. when Albert O when Albert O came in, he looked really, really good. Um he looked big like he did in uh in college and he was super fast. He had that great combine. So uh he can be a nice red zone target and, and uh two tight end sets. I'm not really sure who the quarterback is going to be. I don't know if it's still going to be Drew Locke or if they get somebody else. But uh, he's a good security blanket to have. Can I add one thing not related to these rookies, but buy Chris Herndon if you can. <laughs> with uh, with Michael Floor coming in and mm-hmm. you know, Saleh there. Saleh, I don't know how you say his last name. Herndon can finally be let out of Adam Gaze's doghouse. So they're going to run an <laughs> offense similar to what they ran in San Francisco. And I'm not saying that Chris Herndon is George Kittle. But if given the opportunity and the targets, he could be he could be, he could be startable. So if you spend mm-hmm. a fourth, fifth round rookie pick, some fab money, and you get the tight end 13 on the season, or depending on how bad the tight end landscape is, which we know it's usually pretty trashy, you can end up with like the tight end nine, which still isn't anything fantastic because you know there's there's, there's still some production there. Exactly. Anything after like tight end four or five is just yeah, crazy. it's a crapshoot. But it's you're, hoping, you're hoping for a touchdown. Point for points. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I feel like we've been hoping on Herndon for for year upon year now, but <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Well, it's because he's so freaking good. Adam Gates <laughs> is a big bet. I can't well, stand know, that guy. We know this. We know this. Yeah. True. Okay. Uh, so, Porkman, uh, want to pick another guy here? Uh, all right. Let me go to. Uh, no, I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to J.K. Dobbins. I think I think J.K. Dobbins could be the best running back out of this out of last year's class this year, just based off of you know the offense that they run. You gotta worry about Lamar Jackson, who probably runs like a four one nine forty, just didn't run it in the combine, and it just leaves wide open holes for running the ball. Uh, my only issue with 
J.K. Dobbins is that Lamar Jackson doesn't really throw the ball out the backfield, but I think he's going to make up for it for the rushing yards and his touchdowns. So when it comes down to it, they they trying to refortify the offensive line. Um, hopefully they can get another receiver, but apparently nobody ever wants to go there because it's like wide receiver hell there because uh, Lamar is not really – throwing the ball to X receivers or or any of his guys other than Mark Andrews is a tight end. But J.K. Dobbins, I think, has the upside to uh to be the best out of this class. Yeah, I'm just like you said with Dobbins, just the passing work concerns me. I don't think he's ever gonna get that with Lamar Jackson as quarterback, mm-hmm. which is gonna make it hard to live up to to his ADP anyways, currently at RB seven. Mm-hmm which I, I kind of think a lot of this class were like drafting at their ceiling, like Swift and oh, yeah. Dobbins and Akers. They're all going, they're all in the top nine at this point. It's kind of like crazy to me. Uh, I do like Dobbins. He was my number two running back last year after Taylor. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do think we could see a ton of rushing yards. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't hate what you said there. I'm just very worried about the passing work. And I feel like it's hard to be a really top guy without getting that passing work. Mm-hmm. Did you say Jonathan Taylor was your running back one last year? Yes. Somebody told me once that if it's not Clyde Edwards-Lair, you're stupid. Just saying. I, <laughs> I heard that on a podcast. One yeah, time. I heard that. I heard that a time or two or three. <laughs> honestly, I actually want to take a minute. I'm not going to talk about Clyde Edwards-Lair. My, I don't hate Clyde Edwards-Lair. What I'm saying is, in the Kansas City Chiefs offense, prepared to be disappointed. That's Patrick Mahomes' team, not Clyde Edwards-Lair team. Jonathan Taylor was my running back one last year. I was right. That being said, <laughs> I want to talk about Antonio Gibson, pork man, because um, if you doubt him on Twitter, he will challenge you to a case. Uh, also, right, remember when he said, show me your favorite running back stats against mine and we'll talk. And I said, Miles Sanders, and he didn't say anything back to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I feel like people are slightly overpaying for Antonio Gibson right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Personally, I think I might rather have another guy on this list here, Cam Akers. It looks like he kind of solidified himself going into this year as the the number one running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, by the way, they should still be in St. Louis because I hate seeing Los Angeles Rams. But people are paying the premium for Antonio Gibson. J.D. McKissick is still there. I think their wide receiver core got better with Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel hurts Antonio Gibson a little bit. He hurts J.D. McKissick as well. He could take snaps out of the backfield. Jet sweeps, ends around, all that good stuff. Short, intermediate routes that a running back would normally run. Curtis Samuel can do too. That being said, looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's slated as the starter for the Washington football team right now, what is his history of throwing to the running backs? It's it's not that good. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy that likes to push the ball down the field. He doesn't check down a ton. He doesn't throw to his tight end a lot either. So... These are things that we have to factor into consideration, especially when Antonio Gibson was, you know, he's a converted wide receiver. So catching the ball is what he does best, kind of taking away his his strongest skill set, although he can bang between the tackles pretty good. So I just feel like people are overpaying for Antonio Gibson right now. Might be a little bit disappointed. I definitely agree. I just saw in uh, one of the trade addicts leagues, he just went for uh, 222 firsts and Judy. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> I think there was a, a two, there was a, a 203 thrown in there, but even still, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's steep. That sounds yeah. like a, that sounds like a Maddie Big Chest tree for DeAndre Swift. 
It does. It, it was not. <laughs> he is he is in a Trade Addicts nine, but it was in a different Trade Addicts league. So, <laughs> um, uh, I, I I have another guy I think, and and you just mentioned him, Mike, uh, that I think is also still being is kind of a little overhyped too, which is Cam Akers. Uh, I, I do like him a lot, and he did show a lot towards the end of last year. But I feel like Henderson was banged up for for some of that time. Uh, we still didn't see a lot of pass catching work. I'm not convinced that the RB rotation is definitely dead, that it's going to be the Cam Akers show next year. Uh, no. Do you have any worry about that with McVeigh? that maybe he wants to keep going with the rotation? And uh, and what do you think of the whole passing game thing? Like he, like he, I think Akers had what, like, like 12 receptions last year or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty low. I mean, I, here's the thing. If, if Henderson wasn't there, I wouldn't be as worried when, when Todd Gurley was there. And I'm not saying that either of these guys are Todd Gurley in their prime when he was with the Rams, but when Todd Gurley was there, it was the Gurley show until it couldn't be his show anymore because of the knee injury. So Henderson there, you know, he can, he can take it to the house. I like Daryl Henderson a lot as a prospect, much like I like Tony Pollard before him. You know, these Memphis guys, um, uh-huh. I don't know, man, these Memphis guys, they're, they're something, right? Like Tony Pollard went to a bad spot. Daryl Henderson went to a bad spot. Uh-huh. Uh, Antonio Gibson, we thought at the time, went to a, a bad spot because Darius Geis was there, and then we all found out how terrible of a person Darius <laughs> Geis is. So is Kenneth, is Kenneth Gainwell the next man, Memphis running back to go to a bad spot that people are just going to fall in and obsess over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I am, but I'm not. At the same point in time, the NFL is going to a back by committee. And we just have to find out who the, the running back one is. You know, I'm surprised you didn't put the consensus running back one on this list from last year, Zach Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anywhere. He's a guy we could talk about. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to talk. Can, can we talk about Zach Moss when we're done then? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's talk fun. about Zach Moss now if you want. Let's talk about him right now. I'm just curious, like what, what's everybody's thoughts on Zach Moss? Because Denver Singletary had some draft capital the year before. Josh mm-hmm. Allen seems to be the guy that's actually the main running back there. Everybody was obsessed over Zach Moss because what PFF said he was the number one, number one, at yeah. pass blocking or something mm-hmm. like that. So everyone's like, Lost, yeah. like, really, is that what we're gonna what we're gonna base this off? Are we are we gonna be that lazy with our analysis that we're gonna say Zach Moss is the running back one? So what do yeah, you, what I wasn't. Do you I wasn't that high on him. I think I, he was my. I think he was my RB five of the class. But I was still a big fan of his. He because he did run really well in between the tackles in college. But again, he went to a bad landing spot. He went to Buffalo because of Josh Allen. He runs the ball like a crazed lunatic. He's like <laughs> flipping crap all over the place over there. But when it gets to the red zone, Zach Moss was getting the rock. Who is the guy that you and I said this year when we were watching film where we talked about him like, yeah, he's a good running back. He does everything well, but not anything exceptional. Who I can't remember who it was. It was one of these guys. Uh, you talking about for this year? Yeah, for this year. Was it Ramondre? No, Ramondre is a bruiser. Like, yeah. Ramondre will knock you. But either way, to me, Zach Moss is one of those guys like he's a good running back. He does everything well. He just doesn't mm-hmm. do anything that wows me. Yeah, that right. might be, that might be good for the NFL, but for your fantasy team, yeah, for fantasy, it's not going to work for you. But you know, if they if you can if people like that to me, they're just super touchdown dependent. So when you're yeah. getting when you're getting in between the tackles and getting two and three yards, 
obviously if you're getting like points per carry or something like that, that might be okay. But if you're not the workhorse, then you're not going to, you know, those, those points are not going to accrue. Right. So that's why we looking for explosive guys. Like so, a Swift, like a CH, like, you know, some, like some other guys. Right. So those, uh, the three guys you've been talking about, Gibson, Akers, and Dobbins before Moss, um, <clears throat> they're going at seven, nine, and 11. Are, are you guys taking them that range? And uh, that's RB seven, nine, and 11, not overall seven, nine, and 11. Are you guys <laughs> taking them? Like, I'll tell you some of the other guys in there. Well, Swift is at six, uh, Chubb is at eight, Henry's at 10, Zeke's at 12. Uh, Josh Jacobs was at 13. I think you can ignore that. I think that was before the Drake thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Najee Harris is at 14, Sanders at 15, CH at 16. So, there's a lot of guys I want. It, you said Chubb was at eight, Chubb was at eight, Derek- Ch- below Dobbins, above Acres. Henry is below Acres, just above Gibson. So, Dobbins- Henry, Henry is below Acres, yep, and ADP. Yeah, that's bull crap. <laughs> so, so that's bull up there. Yeah. Give me Chubb. Give me Henry. Elliot. Give me Zeke. Zeke's going to have a bounce back year, I think. I get agree. Miles, get Miles Sanders up there, too. I think he's going to have a really good year. Jalen Hurts is going to help him, not hurt him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys I'm going to take over these guys here. I could tell what about uh, Najee's three spots below yeah. Gibson and multiple spots below the other guys? What do you think yeah. of him in relation to those three? Give me Najee as well. I would take I mean, Najee as well. I don't care and if you have him or not. And my, my my biggest my biggest pet peeve right now is like looking at these rankings and having Henry so low. Stop thinking about the age. Can these guys play? Is Henry gonna get the rock 300 times? Yes. He has 300, 400 times. He's gonna get the opportunity. So stop thinking, okay, because we're drafting some of these rookies. Well, the some of these rookies ADP is already like way higher than like a Derrick Henry or like guys that we know are going to get the ball. We don't even know these people's landing spots. So I want, I'm trying to win. I'm not trying to win three years from now. I'm trying to win this year, unless you have a dookie team from last year. And that's a, <laughs> that's a whole different story. But if you're having a startup, some of these old guys are like falling to like the sixth, seventh round, and it's freaking stupid. Like Julio Jones, for instance, right? How many how many times are you gonna say, Oh, yeah, he's a sell? Julio Jones was a sell three years ago. <laughs> he's still balling. So yep. stop stop dealing with the freaking age. If if yep. if the guy can ball, he can ball. If he's still producing, he's still producing. I love hearing you say that because I'm like one of the least ageist guys around and uh, <laughs> I'm always trying to win now as well, unless I think I have absolutely no shot. So, and, and I love seeing all these older guys fall. Uh, yeah, I think I've, got, I've gotten Julio. I've done two startups and I got Julio in the eighth and the ninth. So <laughs> super flexible. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. I don't, I, that's just me. I don't, I don't get it. That's just a, you just struck a nerve for that one a little bit. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm totally with you. I lo- I love to let you go on that one. Uh, yeah. uh, so I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I think the one rookie that we have on this list of the running backs that we haven't talked about so far, the highest scoring running back <laughs> in PPR uh, mm-hmm. last year, which was James Robinson. And I'm curious your thoughts on these on him because I am, especially once they signed Carlos Hyde. I love seeing that 
They didn't sign mm -hmm. any significant guy. I still believe people still are saying, you know, they could draft somebody. And you never know. But I, I mm -hmm. think it would be idiotic to spend significant draft capital on a running back uh, with the other needs that they have and what he's done. And, and Hyde's a perfectly serviceable backup. I mean, maybe they draft a third-day guy, uh, mm -hmm. a day-three guy to, to, you know, fill out that room because Ozigbo and Agumba Wale aren't anything. So mm -hmm. – uh, but I, I love Robinson. You can still go, obviously, go, again, going by the ADP, he's RB20. So you can still get him cheap. Um, and, and probably now is the best time to buy him before they don't draft somebody significant in the draft. And, and then everyone will be like, oh, well, I want to get me some James Robinson because he's got no competition still. Carlos Hyde exactly. is not competition. He's not He's not going to get 90% of the touches like he did last year, but he's still going to get 70 to 80 with Carlos Hyde backing him up. Mm -hmm. And probably an improved – that's the other thing, too, that I think people don't think about. He did this on the worst team in the league. Like, it's hard to have a top five RB season on a guy – on a team that's the worst team in the league. So I'm curious your thoughts on, on – on, on James Robinson, both of you. Uh, Bauer, I'll let you go first. So last year, everybody said, oh, sell him now, sell him now, sell him now. He's, he's hot. You know, at some point. And I was one of those guys at the beginning, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. But at some point, you just got to put these guys in your lineup and let them play. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. You're not going to win championships by constantly selling someone. So um, I like James Robinson. And the Jaguars did finish with the, the worst or the best pick, I guess you could say. For a reason, they're a bad football team. They need help everywhere. Running back is not one of those positions. Again, Rocky, I agree with you. I like the Carlos Hyde signing. Honestly, a guy I'd like to see him go get is like a Jamar Jefferson at Oregon State. Kind of a good compliment to these two guys. These guys are basically your more traditional, well-rounded running backs. Like Again, they do everything pretty well, but not overly spectacular. Jamar Jefferson's a guy that could just take it to the house. And right. Touches anytime he touches the ball, but he's not going to have outstanding draft capital. I think he could be a guy that you can get late. You know, like he could be this year's Darrington Evans. Remember, he was supposed to be a thing. Um, so <laughs> I do like James Robinson. If you get the right seller of him, you could probably acquire him nicely. Actually, Rocky, I want I want to ask you a personal question. If I if you don't mind, what was it like living in the city of Philadelphia with the name Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got a lot of Yo Adrians growing up. I uh, <laughs> I've also gotten more than I would have expected of a, a, a Bullwinkle uh, mentions Rocky okay. and Bullwinkle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's I, I as an adult I haven't got as much as a as a young kid and teenager and, and young adult I got a, I got Yo Adrian all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> I must yeah, that could be annoying. Bit of yeah. A uh, but uh, pork man, what do you think of uh, of Robinson? Uh, James Robinson should be higher, in my opinion. Like you said, Carlos Hyde. This is the second time being in Jacksonville. They traded. They traded for him, I believe, two years ago. Which is, you know, he was just there when he looked terrible while he was there. In my opinion, offense is better. You get Trevor Lawrence. You have. Uh, DJ Chark, you got Chenault, and I believe they signed another receiver and oh uh, Marvin Jones. Jones, yep. That opens up the field tremendously. Chenault, hopefully he stays healthy. That was my biggest knock on him last year. But if he stays healthy, he'd be able to stretch the field. DJ Chark can stretch the field, which leaves the middle of the field wide open for an actual running game and an actual quarterback that can throw the ball. Because Mike's boy last year was throwing the ball for Jacksonville. Can't think of his name right now. <laughs> what was his name, Mike? 
Jake Luton. Jake Luton, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you got Jake Luton out there, and this guy is and, and Mike Glennon, <laughs> and Mike Glennon, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's a fraud too. Still kicking, making money. Yeah. Hey, I ain't mad at him. But if 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 the if the field is open like that, and you have somebody that can sling the rock, and they can just run the ball, and the offensive line is getting better. The sky is the limit for him, and he's cheap. There's no reason for them to get another guy. He was an undrafted free agent. He's probably going to get a contract maybe next year because he's still on his undrafted free agent contract. We'll see what what, what running back they could get. I mean, I kind of like Mike's boy, Colin Hill, to go there to, to you know, to spell him a little bit too. Yeah, and that, just, and Mike, I think that guy you was talking about was Kenneth Gainwell. Honestly, he doesn't. He's just like he kind of does everything okay. Yeah, but Gainwell has that game breaking speed that Moss mm-hmm. doesn't have. So I, unless I, it unless it was um, Trey Sermon, it was one of them too. It was tra- uh, probably more Trey Sermon, but I feel like Trey Sermon is a little more physical than Zach Moss. Y- y- yo, He's guys, old. we're supposed to be talking about 2020 rookies. It gets me. It, 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 this this twenty this 2021 class is just... <laughs> it, it gets I, me I, fired I leave, up. I leave the 2021 class to smarter guys like you on your own show. So. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't feel confident enough to comment on the Gainwells and, uh, and Najis and all those other guys yet, and especially the, the Sermons and Jamar Jeffersons and Kylan Hills. So mm-hmm. um, I, I listen to people like you guys to, to, to help me figure out what to do there, but... Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I guess that just leaves the the receivers uh, that we have on here uh, to finish us off. So, uh, Porkman, which one do you want to go with first, the Eagle uh, or the other guy? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Van. I'm gonna go with Van. I'm gonna just get it done out the way. Yeah, I, I, know, I don't know if you saw it. Right uh, oh, I didn't see that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, Van Jefferson to me, I think the sky is the limit, and there's a big reason for that. Other than him following me on Twitter, appreciate you, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but to me, last year it was him and like Jerry Duty, the two best route runners in this class. Oh, Jerry Duty, that's Jerry Judy. <laughs> no, nah, it was Jerry Judy. Um, what is? Shut up, Mike. Stop typing Josh Reynolds because I hate Josh Reynolds, <laughs> and Josh Reynolds was the reason why I believe he didn't produce last year. But to me, when they got Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford is synonymous for throwing to big targets downfield. Before he had, I'm not saying this guy's Calvin Johnson. Don't get me, you know, all crazy about that. But he had Calvin Johnson. He had Marvin Jones. He has Kenny Galladay. This guy can go down the field and make those same type of plays. And this year, I believe the sky's the limit. I got him down for maybe like six or seven touchdowns just based off of that alone. Uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, they're all intermediate guys. They do the little crossing routes. Have this guy run up the seam, or you can have him play the X position and have Robert Woods or Cup in the slot. And he can get open with his uh, good route running because he has wonderful hips and, and keep going straight down the field. No, I like that call a lot because we've we've seen flashes out of Josh Reynolds as well, and and Van was a guy I had kind of touted uh, 
going into last year, just because in part though, because of Cup and Woods contracts potentially being able to gotten out of uh in addition to Josh Reynolds. So it was a little disappointing that they extended both of them for, for Vans purposes. But yeah, but that even, pissed me off. <laughs> but even at third guy, he could still uh contribute there. And and it's not like Cup and Woods are are super young at this point either. I think they're like a twenty seven and twenty eight. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I like that call. What do you, any thoughts on Van, uh, Mike, or do you want to go on to the next guy? I want Pork to have that one all on his own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick one of these other ones, and then we'll finish off with the last receiver. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Jerry Judy a little bit. So I feel like people are out on Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, like Pork Band said, um, fantastic route runner. But he only had a 46% catch percentage last year. And I know that Drew Locke didn't have the best year. <laughs> And whoever else was throwing to him because Drew Locke did miss some time. But there was a lot of times I saw routine concentration drops from Jerry Judy. And that's very unlike him. And it's not like the stage is too big because there's nobody in the stadium. You know what I mean? So um, I think it was just rookie jitters. And I think he was underdrafted in the NFL draft. I think he should have been the first receiver off the board if it wasn't C.D. Lamb. But it was Henry Ruggs. But, hey, the Raiders are going to Raider, right? I I don't know what to tell you. Um, that being said, if I can get Jerry Judy on my roster right now, I'm going to do it. And I don't care that Cortland Sutton's there. I don't care that Pants there because, you know, if they get um, a steady quarterback in there, there's definitely no reason that they can't support two good wide receivers and a standout tight end. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I, and, you know, this is the time I like to buy these sophomore guys for any any position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Well, running back's a little harder, uh, but quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end mostly. You know, because everybody likes the shiny new toys, the rookie class that's coming in. I get it, and that's fine, but doesn't mean that Jerry Judy's not going to be a stud. Exactly. Uh, I like Jerry Judy a lot, and I'll tell you what, Rock, I'm just going to flip right over to Jalen Rager, better for NFL than fantasy. <laughs> I, I'm he not said, sure you're wrong there. Purpose. He <laughs> said that on purpose, Mike. No, because I think it's true, and Porkman gets so mad when I say that a guy's going to be better for the NFL than fantasy. No, no, I, no. There's some people that I do agree with that. I just don't agree with Raker for that. That's all. Okay. Yeah. okay, so what do you think for Raker then? Since we're we're there now, I think Raker is a he was a a product of just a trash organization last year. There was, he and hurt. then the fact, yeah, and he got hurt. That's the thing. Offensive line was terrible. We got Jamon Brown and right guard. And Carson couldn't do anything. And I hope we have Opeta and all these other random freaking Herbigs and all these random <laughs> offensive <Herbig>. linemen. <laughs> all these ran- random offensive linemen. Everyone and except Carson us can get the ball out. Are like who the what the hell is who the hell are these guys? <laughs> right. You know what Herbig remind me reminds me of? Do you guys remember the movie Billy Madison? Mm-hmm. Every kid's like, I can't wait to go to high school. And he squeezes the kid's face and goes, Don't ever say that. <laughs> the way his face looked, that's what I thought of every time I saw Nate Herbig's face in the helmet. Because he just had that right. big chubby face. Sorry. Was, this this is the good. only podcast around you're going to get Nate Herbig talk. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I think, you know, I think last year he was a little bit discouraged as well. Like, you can kind of see it in his play. He would not finish his routes out too much because it's like, Carson really didn't have enough time to even throw the ball. And once they benched Carson and Jalen Hurts got in the game, he would drop back to pass and he's running for his life. So it's like, you know, once we get, we got Lane back, we got, I know we talked about all the Eagles offensive linemen earlier, but we have all our guys back. And I believe my lot is just start over Dillard 
agree. So mm-hmm. when when we have when we have our offensive lineman back and he can actually go through his progressions and he has a a quarterback's coach that wanted him in college so he can he he knows what he can do. So he can drop back the pass, he can see Rager, he can see all these other guys. Rager can win off the line. We saw that in TCU. He had a terrible quarterback, but he made it work. So I feel as though he's going to be like a better version of a Deshaun Jackson because he can't run the routes. He just needs that extra oomph, in my opinion. Yeah, Jerry and Judy, I, what you say? I would, no, I was just going to say on Rager, I, I mean, I kind of agree in a sense that uh, what Mike said about being better for real life than Phoenix. I kind of feel like he should be the number two. Like we, we need – that's why it would have been so great to get a Jamar Chase – um, mm-hmm. And why I, I was like everybody else a little disappointed when when we dropped from the sixth pick, um, and I don't really know what to think about Rager going forward. I, I he's probably going to be the number one. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, hopefully that helps. But with Hertz, you know who who knows his Hightower. accuracy issues. I'm sorry, John Hightower, Eagles wide receiver one. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> Although I mentioned this in another podcast, I mean Hightower did get get. I think it was when we were doing the Philly podcast. Hightower did get open last year. If he, he wouldn't catch the damn ball, Ravens, <laughs> exactly. They would have won, won the Ravens game if all he did it was in his hands. It was in his hands, right there. Sorry. So yeah, I'll let you go. I'll let you go on Judy then, and then we'll finish up. No, no. But um, with Judy, I agree with Mike a hundred percent. Uh, he's freaking good and. It's just the fact that he had drew uh drew gunshots lock. He was freaking he was terrible. <laughs> gunshots lock. He was just he was just he was just shooting everywhere and it was just not going to the right spot. And obviously he did get hurt, so he had what Trevor Simeon and he had Brett uh gripping ripping. And he was freaking terrible. <laughs> so I mean, I think you just give I honestly you just give him a mulligan from last year because most of those catches, most of those drops uh most of those passes weren't catchable anyway. But what I can say is, is that when we did do rookie breakdowns, my only knock for Jerry Judy was those concentration drops across the middle because he can hear he heard footsteps a lot. Unless he was wide open, he would catch the ball and you know do his thing. But if he just works on the concentration drops and him actually being a number two, which is hella scary, he can. He can be really good. We just need to know that quarterback situation. Is it lock? Is it anybody else? Right. I agree. I think the biggest issue with Judy is the quarterback. I actually like Sutton coming back for him. I like him being in that two role as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it's sometimes overstated in Dynasty about buying these rookie receivers after they're uh, have a subpar year, like a, how, how great did work by Nikhil Harry before year two work out for you. But, um, but, no, but I think Nikhil, in, we, I think in this case saw, it's warranted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we clearly saw that Nikhil Harry was terrible. Yeah. He just didn't look good. He and but that was my thing when he came out too, he was never open. Everything was contested catches. And that was a yeah. big red flag for me. That's why I was like, ah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he can catch, but he can't get open. And you can't, yeah, and, you can't and Judy's that. yeah, but yeah, Judy's like great route runner. That yeah, he's it's it's not about contested catches. It's yeah, mm-hmm. separation. So, um, I think that's all the guys we have. But I, Mike, I think you might have had one or two guys you wanted to throw in there. Or? Just want to throw out there by Colin Johnson. 
I think he could mm-hmm. be something in the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars offense. And if you get a year out of him, go get LaMichael P. Ryan on your fantasy roster right now. Like, you <laughs> might get started for your stop it, Porkman. They're going to draft somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they, they plus, just clearly are. Plus, they got Jeff Coleman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, and also never Houston tight ends. Just stay away from that position in Houston. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's everybody. So I want to thank you two for coming on. And somehow, even with the three of us, uh, I managed to get this in under an hour, which I never ever do. So I appreciate your help with that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh I just want to give you guys a chance again to just you know give your Twitter handles. Uh, plug your show and anything else you want to you want to say before we sign off here. So, uh, Porkman, I'll let you go first. Well, you know my Twitter handle is FF Porkman. I'm oh, greatly to have a, a, a awesome host as Michael Bauer on the Dynasty Rewind on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Uh, we're currently doing our rookie breakdowns. We're on Titans now, which is <laughs> a drink. But you know, you still gotta know these guys. So one of them might pop. You might be. You might get a UDFA or something like that. But you know, join us. We got a Patreon. We're drop about to drop some rankings soon. Mike has this awesome one-on-one interview, which I started. I'm just gonna take that take that credit. <laughs> but you know, I'm just I'm just happy to happy to be here with you, Rocky. I had a fun with you last week at the open bar with Jay Mike. Definitely. You know, crazy boba man bun but <laughs> it was uh i i would be uh i would have fun to come back just hit me up in the dms i'm i'm mostly available i just gotta you know talk to the wife definitely <laughs> bauer so i should, probably should tell my wife exactly when i'm recording podcasts but she goes to bed early so it's not a problem pork man thank <laughs> you for nine words and just to give everybody a little sneak peek this week we're going to be talking about pat firemuth matt bushman and hunter long um, Hunter Long is probably the whitest name you could have if you're an NFL player, <laughs> in my opinion. Facts. Um, but I am Michael Bauer, the host of the Dynasty Rewind. Uh, have a great time over there. We do live stream Tuesday nights at 9, dropping a lot of Patreon content, too. I'm actually about after the show, I'm going to rework the tiers. So the tiering system is going to be a $1 and a $5 tier. $1 tier is going to get you um, group chat, and you're basically supporting the podcast. $5 tier is going to get you everything else chat bonus pods written content so i'm going to do that right now it's going to take effect tomorrow morning april 1st that is not an april fool's joke patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind you can find me on twitter at rewind ceo but i would much rather you follow the show at dynasty rewind rocky thank you again for having me on sorry i miss scott it's going to surprise him one night he's not even going to know it's coming there we go <laughs> unless he just listened to this but anyway i, I definitely want to thank you <laughs> thank you guys again for coming on uh it was definitely a good time and I'll just finish up with our stuff here. Uh, you can follow me at Dynasty FF Addict. Follow Scott, who's not here, at Scott underscore Sidlow. And follow the pod at Dynasty Junkies uh, on Twitter. Uh, please, uh, if you like what you heard, give us a subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate it. Also, please follow the DAP Network at DAP underscore Network. You can also subscribe to DAP Network on, on uh, podcast and, uh, I believe, on YouTube And uh, I think that's pretty much it. So that will do it for this week. Junkies out.